0: Okay <laughs> quick little episode c- disclaimer before we get into it I would say this episode is 18 plus and we are talking about some sexual topics um we are gonna mention some like you know sexual abuse and traumas stuff like that not in any really depth but how it pertains to th- being afraid of sex and you you know, all those little topics. So if that's not something you would listen to or you wanna listen to, this is your trigger warning and your con well like your content warning, don't yeah. Anyways, enjoy. Hi guys, it's Jay and welcome to another episode of Teenage Dream. So in today's episode we're gonna be talking about, you know, being afraid to have sex. This to be quite Okay, there's something in my nose. This is gonna be quite difficult for me because I'm, you know, I usually write episodes about things I relate to, and this is one of them. So, like, sometimes I can't even say the word sex, and I'm like, I'm fully 18, like, I turned 19 years old this year, and I can't say the word sex. It's, It's a thing that happens. We all came from it. Well, most of us, you know, I don't know if you were, came from IVF, but like, most of us come from it. So, let's talk about it. And, every time I talk about sex I just feel super unqualified but this topic yep I feel very qualified to talk about it and to literally go like I feel very qualified to talk about it it's also like so awkward like I feel like it's just so taboo and awkward to talk about sex when most of us came from it and you know a lot of us partake in it or masturbation you know it's not really, like, it's something everybody does, but, like, nobody wants to admit, like, that they do, like, farting or picking your nose. Like, no, nah, we, all, we all know y'all be tooting. We all know, but nobody would, nobody's gonna agree to it. Nobody's gonna agree to it. Nobody's gonna admit it. And that's okay. But we're just gonna be talking about why you may feel this way and what to do. <laughs> And we're going to talk about another, we're going to also talk about masturbation. That's so difficult for me to say. And sometimes when I'm, like, making this podcast, I'm, like, one day, like, I'm going to be at a job application. they i like, we can't hire you. And I'm, like, why? And I'm like, I'm, like, um, so you made this podcast episode. But, like, this is so fun. Like, this is, like, my thing that I do. It makes me feel creative. So, yeah. You know? I'm just making this for the people who want to have sex but are afraid to, these are just the things that I figured, that I learned, that kind of work, you know, Mm -hmm. also don't take anything I say, like, to heart, because I'm not a professional, these are just some things I've noticed, I don't know why I'm always doing disclaimers, like, you should know, like, I'm 19, like, how many 19 year olds have, like, freaking psychology degrees, or, like, degrees in sexuality, not many, not saying it's not possible, if you are, congrats to you, but, like, not many. Anyways, let's get into it cuz I'm rambling. So, um just start with some definitions like I usually do. So the fear of sexual intercourse is called genophobia and it's also known as coitus phobia. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but some people may fear all sex acts like, you know, hand stuff, you know, any hand stuff touching first, second, third base, whatever. Um or just the fear of intercourse itself like they just don't want to do that. So I wanted to start with like why these fears can develop and where they come from. The first one and trigger warning, um it can come from like trauma or like past sexual abuse. And this is super common. Um I was watching this TED talk called Overcoming Fear of Love by Trojan Smalls and she was basically saying that your brain kind of this is scary because my past experience says it's scary, or this is not scary, and it's just a regular, regular thing, and that's where the fight or flight response can come in, so like, if your past experience with sex has been negative and trauma-filled, then your brain is automatically going to go, okay, my past, okay, the past experiences that we had with sex were trauma-filled, then we're going to fear it, because this is a threat, last time this happened, this was threatening, and it causes trauma, so we're going to be afraid of it and we're not going to want to do it. That's basically how it works. And this is to also be just things like you've seen or heard. So I feel like a lot of people forget that trauma can also be like, not something you necessarily like experienced physically, but like if you've seen something negative happen, then you're probably going to be afraid of it yourself as well. The next one, and I definitely relate to this one, is culture beliefs or religious, culture beliefs, religious beliefs, and your family's beliefs. I relate to this as well because i was raised catholic and my parents are from the caribbean and if you know anything about that then you know catholics typically aren't very keen of premarital sex i remember being in like catechism classes and they would be like sex before marriage is a mortal sin you know um and all of that and then just like being super taught super negative things about sex so i just never really wanted it to happen because I kind of like feared it because I was like oh my gosh if I have sex or if I masturbate then I'm gonna go to hell and I'm a bird another thing I remember like so vividly is like thinking like any time that you were like aroused or like horny that was like such a terrible thing like that was a sin like it was a sin and I'm like now I'm looking back I'm like I was literally going through puberty like what did you expect to happen like the next thing that plays into this is just like anxiety anxiety like you could just be anxious about getting close to somebody or you're naked with a thund- another person and I'm not saying I don't know which way y'all do it let's just say somebody's literally inside you like that can be anxiety inducing like you're worried about performing and like it's just scary and then neglect and fear and abandonment this is also another super common thing um if you're like afraid of getting close to people because they might leave like I've heard so many stories of girls specifically. I know this happens to like any can happen to anybody, but I've heard about girls specifically where they would like okay, they have sex with a boy and then after the boy gets what he wants, he leaves and they're just like completely shattered because they're like, "Damn, I literally like I like he was just there waiting till I gave it up and then now he's gone." That's really painful. And also, when it just comes to, like, intimacy and getting, like, close to somebody, which is, like, a part of, like, basically any relationship, if you're scared of getting close to someone because you feel like, oh, when you get close to someone, then they'll leave, then that'll just stop you from getting close to them at all. Especially if your needs weren't met in, like, past relationships or, like, during childhood, you could, like, really struggle with, this like fear of intimacy because you're not used to you're just not used to your needs being met if you're used to like always being let down and being neglected then that's going to be your outlook on your future relationships next one is the fear of engulfment which is like one i struggle with as well um it's like the fear of being controlled or dominated or losing your sense of self in a relationship and i'm going to talk about a little story During the summer of last year, I decided I was going to start reading again. So basically, I was going on book talk, and then they were telling, everybody was saying, oh, read, it ends with us, read, it ends with us, by Colleen hoover. So I'm like, okay, whatever, I read it. And then once you get to chapter 14, which I'm going to spoil a little bit, you learn that the boy is, like, abusive, and he starts hitting his girl. And then you're just like, damn. And that kind of made me, like, fear relationships and, like, intimacy more because I was like, in the first chapters, I was like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. But then when I was like looking back and like reflecting on the book, I was like, these were all red flags that I just missed. And I kind of fear that like I'll get close to somebody and they'll be going fine. And I'll like let my guard down and whatever. And then they'll switch up. And then I'll be like, damn, like what do I do now? Because it's really difficult to leave those type of situations. Really fear being stuck in those type of situations. The next is trust issues. And I'm gonna keep it simple. I don't trust you because I don't want to be hurt. Because I don't want to be hurt again. I've been hurt before. So why should I trust you? Like, And this could also play into like literally any one of these. Like, why should I trust you if I've seen and I've been in these situations where I've been engulfed? Why should I trust you if I've been in these situation where I've been neglected and abandoned? Why should I trust you if I've been in these situations where my needs weren't met? And if I've been in these situations where I've been traumatized. Why should I trust you? The next one. And this is another one I struggle with. Is body dysmorphia. And I will also say something that I heard from somebody else. Um, a huge part the, a huge part of sex is the fact that most of the time you're naked. Like most of the time people aren't wearing clothes. Private areas are being shown. Like maybe you wear a little crop top and you see your stomach. But like sex is like full-blown nudity. Like people... Somebody like if you're a girl, somebody's gonna see your vagina. Like, that's kind of scary, you know. Like, somebody's gonna see every little thing that's there, and then you can really get into your head about it and be like, "Oh my goodness, I, like, I don't. What if they see this? And what if they see that? Like, all these different things that, that you can be insecure about. Or like, what if they don't like me? Because what if they like me and then they see me naked and they're like, "Oh my goodness, yeah, no." Especially if you've like been shamed for it or like bullied for certain parts of your body before then it could just make it like so much more worse and especially like with the way social media is and porn is like everybody can you know get their body done and look a certain way and edit things to look a certain way like literally just add them and then you probably wouldn't even tell you probably wouldn't even know being edited and because you see these perfect images of everything then you'll think that's what you have to look at like And what helped me is, I learned this from Nikki DeMar, and she was like, oh, whoever, like, the person who's there is not going to be, like, not going to, like, look and stop midway and be like, yeah, no, because they're just happy to be there. They're just really happy. They're probably happy to be there. Like, if they're consenting to being there, then they're not going to, and they want to do this, then they're not going to stop and be like, oh, my God she asked marks, I gotta go, I gotta go, no, no, nope. it's probably not gonna happen, and I feel like nine times out of ten, I feel like our brain just makes up things that probably aren't going to happen. The next thing is fear of performance, this is more for the person giving than receiving, but it could work for literally anybody, but it's, especially if you're like inexperienced, like that's something that kind of scares me, because, okay, I had this dream, right, and it was basically like, I was kissing this boy, and mind you, if you know me, like, I haven't really had, like, a real first kiss yet. So, in my dream, that I, was, I was kissing this boy. And then afterwards, like, he was, I think he was, I don't remember if he was telling me or, like, telling people, like, she was such a bad kisser. And I was like, damn, like, maybe I should have practiced more. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, maybe I should have practiced more and kissed my pillow more or something like that. During the dream, while I was kissing this boy, I was like, why am I kissing him like that? Like, it doesn't make sense. Long story short, fear performance is is like a real thing. Like if you haven't done something, then you're going to be scared to do it the first time, especially if there's this thing that like has a lot of pressure on it and you wanna make sure that your partner feels good and all of that. It can be a little difficult. And especially if you're like scared of being judged and scared of being that story and like, oh my goodness. What if I perform bad and then they don't call me again and they abandon me? Like, you see how these all these stuff be interconnected? You see how all this be interconnected? Because now you're afraid, like, okay, if I don't perform well, you know, then they're going to leave. Which necessarily isn't going to happen. I'm not saying it won't. But if you're with somebody who, trusts, who you trust and who's good for you, then they shouldn't be doing that. And the next one is vaginismus. Vaginismus? And I didn't even know this thing. I didn't even know this existed until I was watching Sex Education on Netflix. And I like, if you watch Sex Education, you know there's a character who has this. And it's basically when the muscles in your vagina clench up involuntarily when vaginal penetration is attempted, and this can make intercourse very painful and even like impossible. It can also fear and like inserting a tampon, and such severe constant pain can lead to like fear of sexual intimacy because if you're having sex and then somebody's sticking their thing in and then you're like in pain and it's like not happening or like it can't even go in then you're like i don't want to have this this is like why are people bragging about this shit sucks and i'm telling you the more and more like i learned about sex i'm like why the fuck are they teaching you this in school because there's probably like 16 year olds like who have this and they're like what is wrong with me like why is everybody like raving and saying how amazing sex is and then when I have it I'm literally like in pain like in so much pain but it's like completely normal so just try not to fear it like you know there's different measuring like (laughs) in the show they had like these little tube things and then you put one in and then like I don't I don't fully know how to do it maybe we should talk to a doctor about that because I can't even give advice on that I think my mic wasn't even connected for the whole first like the intro and first clip so that's kind of tragic hopefully it was if it wasn't i'm sorry but the rest of this is gonna be connected so here's some solutions i'm not gonna say it's easy because it's not like if you're afraid of sex and intimacy then trying to unlearn something that you it's difficult it's like trying to Learn how to brush your teeth with your not dominant hand. So like if you're right-handed, which most of us are, it's trying to learn how to brush your teeth and write and live life with your left hand. It's not something that's necessarily easy. It's going to take time and it's going to take practice. You have to want to do it. If you, if it's something you want to do, here's some things that can help. You know, suffer different types of abuse. Cultural, family, and religious, then it kind of makes you feel like, oh, I'm the only person who's dealing with this thing and I'm the only person who's over here like struggling with sex and all of that like I'm the only person who's feeling aroused and nobody else is feeling that like I'm in church and nobody else is talking about that like I'm in youth group and nobody's talking about that and nobody in my house is talking about it so I guess I'm the only person which is not the truth because a lot of people are so I would say talk to like a trusted like journaling first then like talking to like a trusted friend or individual about it because that, like, helps, like, when I started to talk about sex with my friends more, then I was just, like, less scared of it. Next is, um, meditating. I don't know if this is necessarily gonna help, but, like, it's just, like, I feel like a lot of times we're in our head a lot, so maybe, like, before you, like, go into, like, intimate conversations or, you know, different sexual things or before you maybe try meditating and clearing your mind a little bit because that helps and yeah and it's gonna be difficult and I wanted to remind you honestly I should probably get this tattooed uncomfortable doesn't mean unsafe one of the biggest things I could say is just like start with small steps like don't just like fully jump into it because it's gonna be really overwhelming and overstimulating if you go from like somebody who's never even kissed anybody or never even like held hands romantically to literally straight into going on tinder and finding a hookup like you know what i mean i'm not saying like you know to each their own but at least for me if you already like if you're already afraid of something like don't just jump into doing it i know like exposure therapy is really good but i would say like expose yourself slowly and not like fully like Jump in, maybe start with something small and then build your way up. Somebody's name, Sheila. Sheila has agoraphobia, so the lady would come to her house and then she would like have the virtual reality and she would like check out, and then she would have like Sheila like gradually do stuff. It's kind of like that, like you gradually start doing stuff and try to approach. While I was watching the TED talk, it was like a person's actions does not equal what love is or what an vet is so if you if a person if a person's actions when you were in love with them was negative that doesn't equal what love is that equals what that person did which isn't okay if a person's actions to you when you were having intercourse or whatnot or any type of sexual experiences were bad and traumatizing that doesn't equal what sex is that equals what a person done and has done which it's kind of like you have to separate those two things which I'm not saying it's easy I'm gonna have to remind I'm gonna say like a million times it's not easy it's not and I'm still trying and going through it and I'm gonna give an example it may be bad but this is like the best example I could think of and like obviously don't take this too much to heart to heart so When you were younger, you probably burned your hand on a stove, but you burning your hand like when you touched the stove, that did not stop you from cooking ever again. It just taught you to be more cautious and hey, like don't put your hand directly on the stove. And that's not really the best example, but that's the like example that came to mind for me. Don't let a past event stop you from cooking. That sounds dumb. And the next thing I would say is find someone who you trust and take it slow as slow as you want and as slow as you need and be honest with them and if they don't want to you know take it slow then they're not the one because the one who wants to take it slow with you and wait till you're ready and don't feel like pressure to jump into something that you're not fully ready to do because they want to but you don't want to and the thing is you can't like force something to happen like don't try to force yourself because they want to like at the end of the day you're the like this is, should be a mutual consensual thing and also like just have open co- communication with your partners and make it clear w- with what you're ready for and you know clear with like boundaries and like hey maybe you're like oh I want to try this and they're like okay and then but like tell them like hey we're gonna try this but like if it's too much then I'm like I'm gonna tell you you know like pineapple's my word (laughs) I'm sorry why is everybody's word pineapple like if I say pineapple you better stop like like I said before exposure to little things can also help like so exposure to some forms of intimacy or some forms of sexual activities which brings me to my next topic masturbation or the Bates of Masters, if you're <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was so clever, but that it really wasn't. I'm giggling because I'm like a five-year-old. When I first started to hear about masturbation, I was in seventh grade and I was super into my religious phase. You know, like I said before, Catholic. We weren't really doing any of that. And I wasn't even ready for that. And I didn't really want to do anything that was masturbation till about junior year. Yes, I know, late bloomer. Some people started earlier than that. It's kind of hard for me to say this because I'm like, I'm still thinking about, like, dang, how am I going to get a job in the future? Fuck it, or (laughs) fuck it, fuck it, whatever. I don't want to because I feel like this would be so helpful. And the thing is, I would just say, like, try it out if you want. Now, before y'all come for me, because I know before y'all come for me, if you're ready, try it out. Like, I'm not... Listen. this episode i should just put a warning in the beginning i'm gonna have to put a warning in the beginning i would say just try it out see if you like it like try different things maybe get a little vibrator or a little toy actually no i feel like vibrators and toys are kind of for a little more experienced people like try your fingers your hands they do a lot of talented things figure out where you figure out what you like like i feel like it really helps so you know what you like and what i recommend watching porn not really but that's you're provocative like I don't think like you should watch porn and be like yeah like this is kind of like 100% what I would like because you haven't done it like you might see somebody do something and be like that looks cool and then you do it and you're like that wasn't cool think about it I guess like being like oh I think I would like if my partner did this and I think I would like when my partner did that and also helps like if you're already comfortable with your body sexually like if you already baits of the master then you're going to be comfortable with your body already. So when somebody else does it, then you're going to be like a little less awkward, a little less nervous, because it's not going to be like, oh, this is the first time like anything is going inside of my vagina other than like a tampon. Because, you know, you already have like the little experience. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's like kind of stupid. It's not stupid. Like, it's not stupid. It makes sense. And I would say like, it's a little tricky because so long as you don't fully know what you like, and the first time is probably the little figuring out. I feel like for men, I'm not saying, like, obviously I'm not a man, so I don't know. I feel like it's kind of self-explanatory because you're just, like, pumping up and down. Like, that kind of makes sense. Like, you adjust speed the way you need. Like, girls, you're, like, this way? Because, you know, the way they don't be teaching, like, sex ed to people. So, if you're, like, <laughs> you know, using your little fingers, you're, like, does this work? Do I do quicker? Do I do slower? Where's... Where is this? Do I click this? Do I click this? Am I do I click this? Am I smart? If you do it, then it just helps you like learn more about yourself and what you're comfortable with. In conclusion, it's okay to be afraid of sex and not be ready with it. But if you think it's a problem and you know what's probably causing it, you can go and try to solve it. But take your time. But if you would like try out some different things, I guess. Mm. <laughs> okay, whatever. Bye. Follow me on all my social medias. Um I have Instagram, Twitter. I don't know why I always label them. Just like go to my Instagram. My Instagram is Jane Belly J N E B E L I, with an underscore at the end because Jane Belly was taken. Um anyways, with an underscore at the end. So in there you'll find my link tree and you can go to link tree and I think I have it linked on spotify as well I don't know if it pops up on apple music but if you go there guess what you'll see my social medias and you can go at follow me there anyways I'm outie